Welcome back to Alliance's Heroes, where heroes in business align. To be part of our super community and find out more about Alliances, visit www.alliances.com. Now, back to our super host, David Kogan, founder of Alliances. Ah, uh, that's right. Again, I just have the best job ever getting to unlock the secrets of our heroes we just had on. Lisa Lindahl, she was the creator of the sports bra. And thank you for the feedback I continue to get from when we had the CEO of Logic Tech on, Brack and Daryl. So make sure you go to eliances.com. That's E-L-I-A-N-C-E-S.com. It is the only place where entrepreneurs align. I am so excited because we have on, are you ready for this? He is the longest tenured CEO in Silicon Valley, Ray Zinn, and you can reach him at toughthingsfirst.com. Ray, thank you for coming on the show. I want to just get right into it. What do you see now versus what has originally taken place at Silicon Valley? And most importantly, what does your crystal ball hold for Silicon Valley? That's a good question, David. Uh, You know, it's interesting. When I started my Krell in 1978, uh, Silicon Valley was really the, uh, the hubbub, the, the heartbeat of the semiconductor industry. In other words, that's where uh, you know the most of the, the top named semiconductor companies like Intel, National, and other Fairchild were, were located. And uh, it was exciting for me to get involved so early in the, the development of semiconductors. Uh, I actually started Fairchild in 1963. Uh, which was seven years after the industry actually started, uh, which I think was in the, in the 57. Uh, and so it was great to, to be, you know, kind of the pioneer in that, in that fantastic uh, industry. But over the years, um, because of environmental issues and, you know, a lot of pressure from, from the local politicians, uh, uh, the Silicon Valley has kind of moved out. In other words, uh, the industry does, uh, you know, have some chemicals that are that are, that are problematic to, to certain uh, people, and so the and it just made it more difficult to run a company in Silicon Valley. Not just because of environmental, but other reasons that they've kind of moved out of there. Out of there. So uh, Silicon Valley got named in '68 uh, by uh, Intel. Uh, that's when when they mm. called it Silicon Valley. Okay. Uh, and and so now, it's more like Software Valley because it's, it's there are bigger software companies there than there are actually semiconductor companies. What do you think of the future, though? What holds for the future of it? I mean, things have evolved. You see, I mean, you've seen so much take place there. You saw the dot com bubble. I mean, all of these things. Where are things going? Yeah. So, um, well, unfortunately. Uh, at when the dot-com implosion took place in 2001, uh, a lot of the um, uh, customers moved out of um, the United States over to overseas, and that's really what spearheaded the, uh, the advancement of, um, of semiconductor and, and electronic technology in China. Uh, they took advantage of it. Uh, we uh, we lost on that game. A lot of people uh, decided to, to move to China, uh, Apple being one of them, uh, and uh, and then that uh, made it more difficult uh, for Silicon Valley because you know we were kind of a close knit community back back in those days, and uh, so 
when you think about the industry, you know, it's like 1,400 companies, but uh, only about uh, five or six of them make up half of the industry, semiconductor industry. Mm. And uh, and if you look at Silicon Valley and, and just the, the in semiconductor industry in California, uh, it's, it's smaller than the, uh, the, the, the California wine industry, which is why the politicians don't get really excited about the, you know, the... Um, the the uh, 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 political issues associated with uh, semiconductors, uh, and so the technology kind of get you know pirated away uh, to, to Korea and primarily Korea and China, which you know both of them want to dominate uh, the semiconductor industry, and uh, and so you know that's uh, I think a lot of the fights going on right now with the intellectual property issues and so forth. Uh, between the U.S. and China is all over this. This, this what happened in, in the dot com uh, implosion, which happened in two thousand and one. So, but the technology changes every five years. So, uh, as long as we can kind of stop the uh, uh, the migration of technology from the U.S. to uh, China and Korea, or we can slow it down. Uh, I think we can regain a foothold uh, in electronics because. So goes the semiconductor industry. So goes electronics. So whoever owns that industry, semiconductor industry, owns electronics. And so we need to stop that uh, the migration of that technology to uh, uh, to primarily China, but also to uh, to Korea. Excellent. Well, I mean, amazing. And we're going to find out more about tough things first because you're listening to me, David Kogan host of the Alliances Hero Show. Make sure you go to alliances.com. That's E-L-I-A-N-C-E-S.com. Once again, this is the only place where entrepreneurs line because we have with us Ray Zinn. He is Tough Things First. You can reach him at toughthingsfirst.com, the longest tenured CEO in Silicon Valley. Ray, talk to us about, you're the author of Tough Things First. What is it all about? Well, uh, back in uh, 84, uh, this is a few years after, I, seven years after, oh, see, five, uh, six years after I started the, the company, uh, people had asked me, you've got to write this down because what you've done is so unique uh, and, uh, and, and it's different because I'm not a VC-funded company and, uh, and a bank-funded, actually, uh, and that's very, very unique. I was the first technical uh, company in, in Silicon Valley to ever get funded by a bank. And so that's another record that I hold, as you would. Uh, and uh, so rather than going with the VC funding, I went with bank funding and uh, ran the company profitably from day one. And, and so people say, well, how did you do that? How did you accomplish starting a, a very a highly technical company, electronics company in Silicon Valley without venture funding? I mean, that, that's almost like in a like jumping rope and, and uh, patting your head at the same time. And I told them it's because I learned to do the tough things first. So it's like eating the ugly frog first thing every day. And and so um, in 2014, I decided to, to write the book uh, about even us. And, you know, more than 10 years later, uh, I mean, more 20 years later, sorry, uh, I decided to write, write the book. Uh, and, and that's how tough things first came into existence is really just because people were clamoring for me to put out the story. And so Tough Things First is a story of how one entrepreneur was able to 
not use D.C. funding, but use bank funding to develop a very technical and very capital-intensive company in, in one of the most aggressive you know, areas in, in the world, Silicon Valley. And I did that, and I sold the company in 2015 for $840 million. So here I am uh, you know, with a, over you know, 2,500% return on investment. How did that feel when the sale went through for that amount? I mean, you know, you signed the papers, then what? What's going through your mind? I mean, you just sold your baby. I know. Well, I, I really didn't want to. Uh, actually, the board decided that now is a good time to sell the company. I wish we could have held on for another couple of years because I think we'd have done better uh, if we had held on at least until the, the economy started getting better. But the economy was still struggling uh, back in 2000. And, 14, actually, when we started looking to sell the company. Uh, and uh, and so the company closed uh, on 2000, uh, August 2015. Um, and, you know, of course, the economy started perking up again in 2017. So we just couldn't hang on, I guess, another couple of years. But it's okay. It's about time for me to go off and do something else. And so uh, I started writing books. I've actually uh, written two books. The first one is because tough things first. The second one is Zen of Zen, which is Z-E-N of Z-I-N-N. And I'm on my third book now, which will be published this spring, uh, next spring, I'm sorry. Uh, and uh, it, it'll be Zen of Zen 2, which is a philosophical book, how to run your, how to live your life and, you know, helps entrepreneurs as they try to figure out, you know, how to stay on track and so forth. It's a motivational kind of a, of a book. Um, and uh, so then I also got a program called Zen Starter which is for college and universities where I fund these entrepreneurs so they can learn how to run a company before they get out in the real world and have to learn how to run a company. And so they use Tough Things First as a textbook. And then, of course, I give them some funding to start their little companies so they can learn. So it's a oh, amazing, it's amazing. We've got a little less than a minute left, but if you had one single piece of advice for college graduates to go out into the real world and make a mark like you have, what would that be? Well, I'd say never give up. In other words, you have to be patient about what you do. You can't look at obstacles as barriers. you got to look at obstacles as just little bumps in the road. So that's my advice to uh, uh, you know, budding entrepreneurs is that be patient, never give up, don't look at obstacles as barriers. Well, Ray, absolutely amazing. I mean, you grew your company to 800 and sold it for $840 million. You're helping the next generation to be successful. That's a hero. Ray Zinn, longest-tenured CEO of Silicon Valley and author of Tough Things First. Make sure you go to toughthingsfirst.com. This has been David Kogan with Eliances. <laughs>